0: We are back. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. My last guest is author Jane Schmidt. Uh, She's a fitness instructor and columnist. She's released a really funny, heartwarming story collection called Not a Perfect Fit, Stories from Jane's World. She's standing by to join us. Good morning, Jane. Hi. Hi. Thanks for calling in. So, My first question, what made you decide to move to rural Wisconsin? I've been there in the winter. It's freezing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It is. It is. And now it's like monsoon season with mosquitoes and stuff.
0: Oh, uh, great. I'd be a buffet (laughs) for them. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Well, I grew up in uh, kind of outside the Milwaukee area in a suburb, so Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't too big of a move. Now I'm in a very rural area. In fact, uh, talking to you, I'm sitting in my office, and when I look out, I can see my beehives in one direction and uh, my donkeys in the other and no
0: houses. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Beautiful. Yeah. I I love, before we get into your book, I love how you can sit down with your book and you could read these short little segments. They're just these great short stories that are so funny and captivating. Oh,
1: thank you. Yeah, they, um, they're they all a series of columns that I wrote for a local newspaper in this area. And I decided to put them into a collection because my mom was turning 91. And I kept Oh. You know sending her clips of these stories because you can't get them online or anything, and uh, she, you know, she'd be
0: like, "Oh, somebody keeps sending me something, but I don't know what it is."
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so oh, I, love so it. I thought if I put her in a book, uh, I'd have them for her.
0: I felt like they were short stories. They they had a beginning, middle, and an end, and they just were so yes, funny. They, mm-hmm.
1: They definitely are. Uh, yes, they're, they're essays. There's 90 essays, in fact, in there. I think the nice part about it is that you can. You can just pick them up and read one or two before bed or or when you're waiting for, at an appointment or whatever. It is kind of nice that way.
0: Yeah. For me, it was while well, I was having my coffee at 7 a.m. over the weekend. Ah! <laughs> no, and I was laughing out loud. I thought they were really great. So, uh let's cover a couple of them uh, a farmer and his concubine that you oh, never lived that one okay. down yeah well i moved to this area as a, as a
1: single woman and it's such a, a, a small area Jeannie. and you know, everybody sets you up with somebody since you're single, mm-hmm. and I started dating a farmer, and I was living in a cabin so small that if I, if I if I wanted to, like, open up a book, I had to go outside to do it because there was no room, <laughs> you know. So, and I didn't, you know, have running water, anything like this. So um, when he would invite me over, I would, like, take every opportunity I could to, like, hop in his shower, use his water, and wash my clothes, and do stuff like that. So we had only been dating for, like, a month, and I was at his house, just got out of the shower, and the phone rang, and I thought, ah, should I or shouldn't I answer the phone? I wasn't real sure. And um, I did, and the gentleman asked for Fritz, which is what his name was, Mm -hmm. and I said that he was out um, on his concubine, and he didn't really say anything to me, you know, and... (laughs) Um, he hung up, and it wasn't until like a week later that Fritz came over to my house. He had stopped at the local egg store, and I guess they were just laughing up a storm. I had gotten the words "combine" and "concubine" mm-hmm. mixed up, and, and I still haven't lived it down. I mean, to this day, that's people what you're are known saying, as. Yeah, they're still teasing me about it. You oh, know, great, great. Uh,
0: that is so funny. Yeah, I learned
1: what a concubine is now, so.
0: And for the (laughs) listeners, do you want to tell what that is?
1: Uh, Well, it's somebody who um, gets paid to be an escort. Mm Mm-hmm. And right.
0: Th- yeah, that would explain the hilarious l- joke that will never leave <laughs> right.
1: you. Right, <laughs> and a combine is something that you use to mow the hay in your field, so yes. they're quite different, <laughs> and to be out on your concubine is, is a little bizarre. So. <laughs> yes,
0: and embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. So let's talk about uh, another one. This is really funny. Making hay at midnight.
1: Oh, well, I was getting getting ready for a vacation, and I, you know, everybody knows what that's like. You're, like, running around, and you're doing a thousand oh, different yes. things. Plus, you're trying to do your regular work day, right? Right. You no. Know? And so I came home and, you know, packed up some more clothes and, and went over my pet list. You know, I, I have lots of animals here, so, you know, I was making sure that the babysitter would be good, mm-hmm. and then thought I'd get to bed early, and uh, I no sooner laid down, and this I could hear the tractor up on the on the field, and, and they were, you know, obviously making hay. And I just kept thinking, what the hell, you know? It's yeah. like 9 p.m. at night, and they're making hay. And so I was kind of tossing and turning. And then I started thinking, well, it's third crop, and that means that we've had a good year. And so yeah. that's really good for the farmers. So I was trying to, like, you know, like, <laughs> okay, this is cool. This is what they do. But I kept thinking, why do they have to do it at night, you yes. know? And uh, it got to be midnight, and I could hear the guys, like, I could hear his uh, uh, radio, you know, when he'd get closer, and then I could just hear hear the engine or whatever, and it was driving me just bonkers. So finally, at around 2 in the morning, I threw off the covers and came downstairs, and I have a border collie, and if anybody has a border collie, they are just, like, they're right on you. The minute you get out of bed, they're standing right there, you know, Mm -hmm. ready for the day. And I opened up the door to let him out, and I thought, my... God, he is, like, making hay in my driveway. Mm. And I looked, and here I had left my car on all night long. All night. Yes, and it was the engine. So the fan would kick in to, like, cool it off. Yes. And then, of course, you couldn't hear the radio. But you could actually hear that radio was going when it wasn't. (laughs) And the hood was hot to the touch, but, you know, there was still gas in the tank. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it was just crazy. I thought, yeah. oh my God, that
0: whole time it was my stupid car, Your and car here I thought fine. it was
1: somebody making hay. Yeah.
0: You must have gotten I'm just a tad distracted that day. I don't know what happened. I, I was in a hurry, yeah. you know, and you know,
1: I'd I'd really like to, I'd like to think that everybody has done that at least once in their life. Some,
0: yeah, or something along that line.
1: <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. My girlfriend. When I told her the next day, she goes, "And this is why you're single, Jane." <laughs> <laughs> nice. And I just started laughing, and I'm like, "Are you kidding?" If I had a husband, he probably would have been. He probably would have slept right through that noise. That's You know, true. it was only bothering me. That's true. You know. <laughs> Um, anyway so yeah i funny. have kind of this crazy life where things happen
0: <laughs> but it's great i love all these stories there's another one your unwelcome bathroom visitor um I'll oh, let you well, tell okay it. i yeah. mentioned
1: that i lived without um electricity or running water anything like that for for quite a while mm-hmm. and slowly, you know, as I worked and got established in this area where I live now, um, you know, I put in a sewer and a septic and all that kind of stuff. So eventually I got a bathroom, and I no longer had to go outside. And <laughs> and it was in fall, and I was thinking, like, oh, you know, I can go downstairs and I can use the bathroom. Yay. I don't have to go out to the outhouse. Yes. And I came downstairs, and I had my bare feet on. <laughs> and I flipped the switch on, which was kind of new too, because you know I had just gotten electricity before that. And I caught this flicker, and I uh, thought, hmm. And right as I was about to step down, there was a snake uh, coiled up on flips. my bathroom floor. <gasps> <laughs> so uh, I, oh, I just about I'm like, oh, you know, snakes. I don't mind them if they're outside. You know, we have them, but inside the house, no, no, way. no, no, no you know? way. No way, right. No way. And and the funny thing about that was um, my basement, you have to actually go out the front door and run around the house and go into the back. Yes. So I did that, and I got a shovel, and I scooped the snake up on this um, flathead shovel thinking, you know, I'll just carry it out. But then, of course, when I got to the door, a shovel doesn't bend, so I couldn't reach the door to open oh. up. It, so I had to set the shovel down. It gets better. I had to set the shovel down and open up the door, and, of course, the snake starts crawling of off, course. and at that point, I started freaking out, so I'm like, oh, my God, I do not want to have to get it out of a cupboard or something, right, you know? Right, Anyway, for weeks after that, I would, I would go upstairs or come inside the house, and I would, like, check under the couch, check of under course. the bed. I'd look, like, everywhere, you I, know?
0: I would be... So scarred. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I you know it's worn off now,
1: but for a while, oh my god, That's it was just—it was—it was another story. You know, it turned out it was a, a milk snake is what they call them and it came in my basement and they think that what it did was probably got bailed up with hay. Oh yes. I have donkeys and I would store my hay in the basement and then it probably crawled up cuz this house is so old there's holes. You know oh, like when yeah. I Yeah,
0: makes yeah sense. like when I
1: sweep, I sweep everything to a hole in the floor and let it fall down in the basement.
0: <laughs> oh <God. laughs> Anyway. Amazing. So when you're writing these stories, do you just crank them out, or do you write a draft and then come back to it?
1: I, you know, I crank them out. I write them really quick, so I I write the story. You know, I just write what happened, and then I go over it, and then, you know, start making corrections, and spelling, and punctuation, and sentence structure, and then after that, I read it out loud, you know. sense, right. Right, and then I kind of fix it up. But I do, I really do kind of crank them out, because it's like, it's just,
0: yeah, you I mean, have the things, to. Yeah. You know,
1: the, the things that happen. And so I want to try to get the story down quick, you know.
0: Well, it's very inspiring. I like to write, and I've, I've just kind of cranked down a, b- a bunch of stories because you, you want to just get the story out. You can clean it up, polish it up, right. but getting the <laughs> essence out is really important. I think so, too. I th- and I think that may
1: stop people from writing because they get too caught up in trying to make it good. Right, and, and to me, it's like just get it down first. You know, get exactly. it down on
0: paper. No, that's what you're supposed to do as a writer. You're supposed to just get it out and get it down, and then you clean it up. Well, you know? that's that's that's. I'm good. I'm glad that <laughs> that's what I'm doing. I love it. Do you find yourself? I mean, the theme of my show is get the funk out. So, do you ever find yourself in a um, creative funk? And if you do, how do you get out? Okay.
1: Well. My biggest thing is, is the woods.
0: I am like a huge
1: backpacker and a huge mm-hmm. woods person, yes. and I swear that that is where almost all of my ideas come from, is mm-hmm. when I'm out either backpacking or just hiking with with my dogs. And, uh, I love it. I carry a little recorder with me, mm-hmm. and I'll talk into it, and you know, I come home, and I'll have or twelve different stories. If I'm gone for two weeks, yes, which is which is really nice. And so that works for me. So so being alone and being outdoors is like totally how I get my funk out.
0: Oh, I love that because you really can clear <laughs> your head and just you know be with yourself with your recorder. And people yeah. walk by and go, "There's the lady with the donkeys and snakes." <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. And leaves
1: her car. Well, on. I live yeah. here with so many animals, and it you know even though I'm by myself in this little valley. Um, there are so many animals, and I have work, you know, so to get out and get away and get into the woods is, is really, really beneficial to me.
0: Yes. Now, did you really believe when you were little that um, when you wanted a horse, that when your dad said, well, they're not making him anymore, did you really believe that? <laughs> no,
1: you know, he, I, I, when I started begging for a horse, that was the first thing he said. They don't make him anymore. Mm-hmm. And I just knew, you know, I'm like, no, I've, I've seen him. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, I see him down, you know, I see him when we're out driving. I see him yeah. when we go out to the country. And so uh, that's when I started campaigning. And, and I really didn't let up until I got one. Oh, I just was bound and determined. I mean, I even changed my name. They all had to start calling me Flicka. I would not answer to Jane. <laughs> it was like, my name's Flicka. Don't call
0: you know. It's so cute.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was fun. And my dad was a colonel in the Air Force, so I think he was, like, trained in negotiations or something because, I mean, he was, you know, he really was bound to determine that, that he wasn't, you know, that I wasn't going to get one. And and how it all came down was he got me a bank and he made me save my money. Yes. And I remembered I saved up to $150. And, you know, now that I think about it, he must have paid some more or something. I
0: think, with your little pennies, probably. <laughs>
1: right, right. Uh, anyway, so that was a fun story, too. The horse's name was Lucky, but it really wasn't so, you know, I had quite a few accidents on Lucky. He was green broke, so.
0: <laughs> what, what does that mean, green broke? I uh, he broke.
1: never had a bit in his mouth. You know, oh, he had right. uh, just a, uh, a halter on him or a bridle without the bit inside his mouth, mm-hmm. so he was pretty, pretty young and inexperienced, and, of course, so was I, you know. Sure. I was 12 years old when I got
0: him, I believe. Oh, my gosh. I was thrown off a horse once, and I didn't want to get back on. I did, but I (laughs) I enjoyed reading that part of the book, so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've been thrown a lot. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Resilience. You have a lot of grit. So where can people find out more about you?
1: Well, they could, I think, you know, they could either go to my website at Jane's, uh, Jane's Fitness Choices. Okay. And and if you just put that in, and it's Jane, Jane uh, with an S, Jane's Fitness Choices. That's I'm also a fitness instructor in this area. So they'll go to my website, and there's a whole section in there about uh, the books that I've written. And also they could easily go to Amazon and just put in Jane Schmidt, Not a Perfect Fit is the name of
0: the book. Perfect. I love all the different things you do, fitness instructor, you're into, you know, being out in Backpack. the wilderness, backpacking, <laughs> like, and writing. I think it's great. Well,
1: you know, we it, we're, it's a small town and you have to be creative if you want to uh, stay afloat.
0: <laughs> yes. Jane, I really enjoyed chatting with you. Thank you so much. Uh, oh, thank you for having me. It was fun. A Wonderful book. Thanks so much. All right. Thank, thank you. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was Jane Schmidt calling in to talk about her book, "Not a Perfect Fit: Stories from Jane's World." It's very, very funny. If you missed any part of this, this is, it is up on my show blog. The podcast will be on within an hour. Get the Funk Out Show. Got a wrap. Sheldon Abbott is standing by with cure for the blues. Great show. Uh, that is on right from ten to twelve. You can tune in right here, Kuci eighty-eight point nine FM in Irvine. Have a great Monday, and I'll be back next week. If you want to follow me on Twitter, just visit moms, M-O-M-Z, underscore rock. I'm also on Facebook at Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, Bernstein, B-E-R-N-S-T-E-I-N. The show blog is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. And if you'd like to find out about being a guest, just send me an email to Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, at kuci.org. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.